I'm going to move from here and go under the term of tazkiyah, purification. What does tazkiyah, purification in, in Arabic means? Anyone knows? The, the original root of the word is zakah, yazku. Anyone knows what does zakah means? It has two meanings. One means to purify, tahara. And the second one means growth, nama. So when we're talking about self-purification, we are self-cleansing ourselves. That's why some of the scholars say, before you make sure you have wudu reaching under your uh, nails or on the back of your uh, on your heel, make sure you are cleaning your heart from grudges, from hate, from envy before you go to Salatu. So it's not just the physical cleansing of wudu that you want to enter salat with. It is also the inner self-purification, tahara to nafs. That if you want your salat to be really yani, intimate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you cannot come in salah and you have all these residues of these bad things still ish, yani, hanging into, into, in your heart. And growth means, that's why we say zakah fil Islam. Shan is zakah? A growth. Yani when you give, actually you bring barakah and your money, it, it grow up. And it purifies you at the same, at the same time. Now, when we're talking about az-zakah, you know, the term tazkiyah, the process of self-purification, which will make you grow in faith, this is the combination. So the self-purification, which is the term tazkiyah, which will make you grow in faith, which will be implementing the both meaning in, in Arabic of what that means, is, is called tazkiyah or tarbiyah, to train your, to discipline yourself. To be able to use both the intellectual part of what faith is all about and the acts of worship that you can engage with and a concept of discipline, which will make you what? Purifying and disciplining yourself and this is where we say, you know, betrabi, betarbiya mina, you know, tazkiya mina tarbiya. You know, tarbiya from the term rababa, which is rab means. What does rab in Arabic means? The Lord. But you know, you can say the father is the rab of the bait. Not like he's to be God, but he is the one in charge of controlling, maintaining, providing sustenance, caring for this household. And that's how Allah introduced himself to us. And the, be, the first ayah that he told us to worship him with subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. He is our Rabb. He is the caretaker for us. Right? Tayyip. When we want to talk about this self-purification, we want to look at this self that Allah described in the Quran. So I'm going to use... Now, the self or the, 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 the inner self or the human life was given five uh, descriptions in the Quran. So one description we call it النفس الملهمة The second one الزكية 
The third one, Allawama. The fourth one, Al-Ammara uh, as before. Al-Lawama and then Al-Mutma'inna. These are five descriptions of the self that needs to be purified. And I'm going to go yani, uh, briefly on each. Anyone memorize the Surah Al-Shams? Wal-Shamsi, Waduhaha Wal-Qamari, Iza Talaha Wal-Nahari, Iza Jallaha Wal-Layli, Iza Yagshaha Wal-Samai, Wama Banaha Wal-Ardi, Wama Tahaha, Wanafsin. Interestingly, in all the items mentioned before, Wal-Shamsi, Wal-Qamar, Wal-Ard, Wal-Samai, Wal-Layl, Wal-Nahar, they were all mentioned with the sun, the moon, the earth, the sky, the day, the night. But when it came to ourselves, he said, a soul. He didn't say the soul. Meaning what? Every single thing that was mentioned before identified Al-Ta'rif in Arabic because they don't choose. We are the only entity that we make what? Choices in life. So Allah kept it open. You choose what you want to be. He's not going to define you. You choose through your actions what type of nafs you want to be. So, وَنَفْسِ وَمَا سَوَّهَا فَأَلْهَمَهَا He inspired her. And that's where the term الْمُلْهَمَ comes from. فَأَلْهَمَهَا الْمُلْهَمَ You see the, you know, the, the root connection in the language. Means everyone has the inspiration in him to be able to do good or, or bad. Allah gave you both powers. And then Allah gave you the path. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ Zakkaha. Triumph or a winner is one who purifies it. وَقَدْ خَابَ loser مَنْ دَسَّ دَسَّهِمْ دَسَّ شَيْخَ بَّهُ The one who hides what is meant to be serving Allah for. Yarhamdulillah. A loser is he, the one who hides the soul that is meant to be worshipping Allah. Rather he's worshipping himself, his own whims, his own desires, etc. etc. So this is the nafs al-mulhama. The inspired nafs. Allah defined this nafs in another ayah in the story of Sayyidina Musa and Al-Khadr. Open the door for me. In the story of Sayyidina Musa and Al-Khadr, Al-Abd Salih. What did he say when he killed the young boy? Aqatalta nafsan zakiyatan. Aqatalta nafsan zakiyatan bighayri nafs. Which the term is, as zakiya comes. Meaning what? We don't believe that we were born sinful, like in the Old Testament, you know, or, or in the Bible. In the Bible, you are born with a sin, but you need to be baptized and accept Jesus as a Savior to be what? Cleansed. We don't believe in this. We believe, everyone is born what? Pure, innocent. But then your choices that you make in life will decide if you are a good or a bad or a bad person. So by default, we are nufus zakiya, tahira, in its origin. 
But at the same time, another definition in the Quran, which is in the story of what? In which ayah, in which surah is it? In Surah Yusuf. When the story of you know Yusuf and the wife of the Aziz. لا أبرئ نفسي إن النفس يعني the nafs has its whims the nafs has its desires so the same nafs that is inspired which is by origin pure but it is able to act on bad deeds and then it can upgrade to be لوامة شو معنى لوامة من اللوم شو يعني اللوم to blame yourself and a believer nafs blames him or herself if they didn't do good enough or if they did bad. But then when they reach the level of purification and the way it's meant to be, it becomes nafs ish mutma'inna in peace and tranquility by ish faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a track of how you need to look at your inner self in the process of what? In the process of purification. You can, you know, ask me any question uh, during my presentation before because I, I write things and I erase them. In case you have any question, you can ask me, inshallah ta'ala. Because, yes. Al-Ammara. Al-Nafsu Al-Ammara. Yeah. So it's Al-Mulhama, Al-Zakiya, Al-Ammara, Al-Lawama. This is the sequence that should be going to. Type. Since we know what faith is, we spoke about that, what purification at Tazkiyah is in relation to our nafs, now we want to reach the connection and the bond between both of them. And I want to quote a story that happened with Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Sayyidina Umar it seems there was an incident in the masjid that someone needed to verify that this individual is sound, is, is a good genuine person to do business or whatever. So he said, who knows him? So one person said, Ana, I know him, ya Amir Ana, I know him. I can testify. And if you want to go like uh, someone asking the hand of your sister or your daughter, whatever, or your cousin. The first thing you do is, you go ask about him. So you go ask someone, do you know him? So that person will say, I know him. Wallah, one, two, three. Look at what Umar asked this person, how do you know him? He said, are you his neighbor? Do you live next to him? Because neighbors know each other. Neighbors know each other. If they scream, you're going to hear them. If they're playing with their kids all day, you're going to see them. If they are throwing trash in your backyard, you're going to speak of their ethics. Right? So the person said, no, I, I don't live with them. And then he said, have you ever traveled with them? Why travel in Arabic is called safar? Safar means to expose, exposure. And they say, As-safar yusfiru an akhlaq al-rijal. Now here I'm a sheikh with you. I'm acting like, you know, sheikh kifah of the prayer center. But if you go travel with me for a whole month, maybe you'll see something different. I don't know. You cannot act for long in travel. You have to act who you are. You know, that's why you say, 
you don't know someone unless you live with them. Yeah, traveling is a part of living with people in one way or another. For people's actions and akhlaq and ethics are exposed during what? During travel. So Umar said, have you traveled with this person? He said, no. And then Umar said, have you ever dealt with him in business and money? He said, no. He said, then you don't know. If you're not his neighbor, if you never traveled with him, if you never dealt, because that's when people are exposed of how their ethics is. And then he told them, maybe you saw him praying in the masjid going up and down. That means nothing. Oh, there's a lot of people with long beards. If you do business with them, yeah. <laughs> And there are people who might have hijab, but if you go like they might be stealing stuff in, in, in Walmart. Doesn't, this is an act of ibadah that has to be connected to ethics. And that's where the faith has to cash into what? Self-purification to produce amalun bil arkan. You know, back to the three dimensions of faith that we spoke about in a minute. Iqrarun bil lisan, tasdiqun bil janan, and if you cannot make this connection, then the process of a tazkiyah is not gonna cash, is not gonna cash much for you. So you have to understand that faith cannot be just a claim, which is only something you say in your, in your, in your mind or something like that. طيب. Now, I'm gonna apply this concept in one of the wisdom uh, statements by Al-Imam Ibn Ata' al-Sakandari This statement says the following Min alamat al-i'timad ala al-amal نقصان الرجاء عند وجود الزلل. طيب. A perfect statement by Ibn Ata' to speak about how faith is connected to the concept of self-purification and where deeds fall in between. When we talk about the names of Allah, the 99 names or the more that we don't know about them. We call them all Asma'u Kamal, meaning what? Perfect names of Allah. But scholars have two categories for the names of Allah. They're all perfect. Kulhum Asma' Kamal. But they categorize them that some of them can be listed under Asma' Jamal, beauty, and others can be Listed under Jalal, might. Give me an example, one of the names of Allah that reflects might. Al-Jabbar. Al-Muntaqim, the one who revenges. Al-Mutakabbir, the might. Give me an example of one of the names of Allah, Al-Jamal. The beauty one. Al-Mu'ti, Al-Rahim, Al-Ghafoor. Ashakur, Ashabur, you know, the soft, like ones in, in relation to our needs. Now, Ibn Ata in this interesting statement says 
among the signs that you are depending on your deeds, not Allah, which is a problem. We should depend on who? We should always depend on who? Allah. He is telling you, among the signs that you need to pay attention to, that you are depending on your deeds, not Allah, is that your raja, your hope, your dua, your supplication will shrink down, will decrease when you fall into sin. Again, among the signs that you are depending on your deeds, your own deeds, not Allah, is that your hope, your raja, your supplication decreases when you fall into sin. What does that mean? A very interesting combination and connection between the two. What that means, even when you are in the lowest level of sins, if you have done all kind of kabar, if you have fallen into any type of sin, and you looked at yourself and you felt that you were low, so you did not engage in supplications, you did not strong up and ask for tawbah, you did not have faith in Allah al-Rahman, al-Rahim, al-Ghafoor, al-Shakoor, al-Sabur, you know, all these things. It means you're not looking at Allah's names, you are looking to at what? At your own self. And that's a problem. A very delicate point that, that, that helps people who are in the depth of sin to see the hope in Allah's names. Because Allah's names are perfect, Kamal, both. Jalal and Jamal are both Kamal, you know. It means in the lowest level of sinful acts you are in, keep in touch with the full name of perfection of Allah. Because that doesn't change. And your relationship should be on that level, not on the level of your own deeds. And the opposite is true. What is the opposite? Who can, who can phrase an opposite statement of this? If the sign of depending on your deeds means to increase hope when you do sin, it means also among the signs that you are depending on your deeds is your supplication will increase when you are doing good deeds. And that's also problematic in one way. How? Because you are in the Kaaba, you think you are there. He's going to answer. <laughs> what he needs more than that. And how do you know he even accepted from him? Let us put that on the table. As a matter of fact, the Prophet himself, the Sahaba, the most righteous people, whenever they were more intimate with Allah, praying, crying, supplication, they were in the highest level of fear that it is not accepted from them. Why? Because they were looking at the names of Allah of what? Al-Jalal, the might. So to keep the balance, for a sinful person not to be in despair, and for a Engaging someone in ibadah, not to be depending on himself, thinking yani, arrogant or yani, self-sufficient on himself. Ibn Atta says, connect with Allah, al-Jamal, when you are in sin, to balance up. And even if you are guided to good deeds, and you are good 
don't don't over يعني, uh, be self confident more than what you need to be because all this is based on a hadith actually the prophet sallallahu said what time is it 12 okay the prophet sallallahu said lan yadkhula ahadukum al-jannata bi'amalihi no one will enter heaven by his deeds no one okay me and you and you and you what about you ya rasulullah if that applies on all of us then you are the only one ish exempted hatta anta ya rasul even you he said even me hatta ana even me i can illa an yatagammadani allah birahmatih which means the thing that will make us enter heaven is what rahmatullah not your deeds the thing that will grant you entrance to heaven to paradise even your deeds when you think of them who guided you to your deeds you know people in heaven at the day of judgment what they will say وَقَالُوا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي هَدَانَا لِهَذَا وَمَا كُنَّا لِنَهْتَدِيَ لَوْلَا أَنْ هَدَانَ اللَّهِ Who guides you to say Alhamdulillah? Allah. So you need another Alhamdulillah to thank Him for the first one. Right? And a third for the second. And a fourth for the third. And a fifth for the fourth. And a sixth for the fifth. So if you live all your life just saying Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, to thank the first one, you will not be done. So imagine all these blessings that you are living in. See, entering heaven, there is nothing we can do, you know, that, that weighs the price for heaven. The only thing that, that's why deeds are needed, but they are alamat, they are signs, they are not... They are not uh, Price, they are not cash, you know. And as I said, yani, even what we are presenting to Allah, who guided us to? Yani, so we cannot claim ownership. See, if I come to you and I say, okay, that iPhone, that Pro 15, uh, how much you paid for it? Well, and I got it on sale, you know, for 1200 I'll give you 1500 right? So I'll give you $1,500. I take ownership because I presented what? It becomes my own property. So when we are presenting our deeds to enter heaven, have we presented the price for heaven? Of course not. It's nothing. Whatever, that's why the story of the guy who worshipped Allah for 600 years was not sufficient to thank Allah for the beauty of what? His own sight. So if, if you keep that in mind, it means only the rahmah of Allah were what? Allah, and that's why sometimes Allah will guide people from the midst of jahiliyyah into the highest level of faith in a, in, a, in a blink of an eye. I mean, Umar was going to kill the Prophet, for God's sake. 
you know, from, from someone who hated the Prophet and going to kill him to one who became Amir al-Mu'mineen. How did that happen? And we had prophets whom supposedly they did their job inviting their own families to Islam, but they lost their kids to Jahiliyyah and Kufr. Ya Bunayyar Kamana, you know, like the story of Nuh with his son. And that's where Allah says, يُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ وَيُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتَ مِنَ الْحَيِّ Allah can bring something live from something dead. And in metaphorically talking about dead parents, meaning yani, not believers, mushrikeen or kafirin or not practicing, whatever. And then you'll have a daughter or a son, mashallah. And his parents never invested in him. Allah guided him. And you have parents. يا ابني صلى يا أميهم they wake him up for fajr وبيأخذوه على مكة وبيجيبوه بعدين بيطلع إن شاء الله he goes out of order why did خلاص هذه هداية رب العالمين this is guidance from Allah so does that mean back to the faith purification and the relationship of bond in عمل does that mean we should not act or do no we should but our hearts should not be connected on what we should not depend on al-amal. Back to the point. Min al-i'timadi al-amal. You need to depend on Allah, not on your deeds. How do you know that you are depending on your deeds? If your hope, your supplication, your dua decreases, if you fall into sin, it means you, you have lost the battle with shaitan. Because the shaitan, his job is to take you from one low to another. For when you decrease thinking only on yourself as your bad deeds, think, في حديث very interesting. The Prophet said, لَوْلَا أَنَّكُمْ لَا تُذْنِبُونَ If you guys did not commit sins, لَذَهَبَ اللَّهُ بِكُمْ Allah will wipe you out. وَأَتَى بِقَوْمٍ يُذْنِبُونَ فَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَ فَيَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ He will bring people that they will commit sins, so they will ask forgiveness, so Allah will what? Will forgive them. Why? Because one of the biggest challenges that can destroy all your deeds is to think of yourself, oh, I'm, I'm good. Allah, Yesterday I made two rak'at. Man, you should have seen me. The tears, the moment, the intimate relationship with Allah. What the heck? Yani between you and Allah, keep it between you and Allah. One of the major things that can destroy someone's actions is to think good of himself. Yes. So he's saying, heaven has eight doors. This is Bab al-Salah, Bab al-Siyam, Bab this. So it's all deeds. So how come the Prophet is saying deeds don't matter? The contract is not between two. The contract is a gift from one to the other. Yani the deal between you and Allah. Now Allah says it very clearly. 
you know, enter heaven because of to have, I mean, there couldn't be more clear than that, to go opposite of this, you know, بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ But whatever you are ta'malun is not a contract between you and Allah, between two parties. You offer the price and then you deserve. It is a gift from one side to another. Do your part and I will give you more than what you can give. What is the first thing you do after you finish salah? Astaghfirullah. Why do you astaghfir Allah? Did you just commit a sin? You make istighfar because this salah compared to the might of Allah is nothing. So we need the deeds that Allah accepted as a sign of his mercy to be bestowed on us. So we need the deeds as a sign for the mercy of Allah to be ish. But the one who grants you this mercy is whom? Allah. The one who accepts the small deed from you versus Rahma, versus Jannah, versus there's no, there's no relevance in, in price. Do this much little and he will give you this much wide. But whatever you have done is not enough. It's short and never comparable to what the outcome is. This is what the Prophet was meaning. Not to cancel the concept of what? Engaging in deeds. You have to, to show back to the three dimensions of faith. Remember? Iqrarun aw tasdiqun bil janan, acceptance in your heart. Iqrarun bil lisan, testimony in your tongue. Wa amalun bil jawarihi wal arkan, an action through your limbs and through your body parts to implement the the concept. The last thing that I want to finish with, and then if there's any final questions that you guys have in mind. Now the bond back to the first thing, faith and purification and the bond between them. <clears throat> I'm going to finish with one example. Part of the outcome of faith is what we call Wihdatul Mushtama' wa Shu'ur. The unity of the community and feeling with each other. How is that translated into faith, purification, and the relationship between them? <clears throat> Among the six articles of faith, the first one is what? لا إله إلا الله. طيب. One of the names of Allah is الغني. What does الغني means? Self-sufficient. He's in need of nothing. طيب. If all people became kuffar, would that affect Allah? No. If all people became like the Prophet ﷺ, would that add to the might of Allah? So Allah is not the beneficiary of your own deeds, right? Is that clear? Allah does not cash to his benefit what we do, nor he is affected by what we don't do. 
or what we do bad. He's Ghani. Which means, all what God ordained on us, the real beneficiaries are whom? We will cash back the outcome of faith and a self-purification to reflect an example that I gave about community, Mushtama. How is that connected in the word of La ilaha illallah? What does La ilaha illallah mean? Come on. Very simple. La, no God. In reality, what does it mean? Why is it so powerful? Because it means we are all equal. It means you cannot be better than me because of your skin color or your social status or your family line or blah, 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 whatever it is. That was the power that made Bilal and Ammar and all these, you know, Sahaba to, 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 to sacrifice. Why would Bilal bother? Was the idea that this faith puts me on the same level like Abu Lahab and Abu Jahl, you know, we pray if, if he is he to become a Muslim. And exactly that's what happened. The Sahaba used to say what? Abu Bakr Sayyiduna A'taqa Sayyidana. Abu Bakr is our master and he freed our master, referring to whom? Bilal became a master. Bimana Sayyid like, like everyone else. Everyone is Sayyid under the umbrella of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because everyone is what? Is equal. So the true meaning of la ilaha illallah, although it is intellect, although it's decree or aqidah, but Allah does not cash that. What cashes it are humans whom they can transform that if there is only one mighty Allah, then no one else can declare himself ish, might. That's why Rabbi ibn Amr, when he came to Rustam, the leader of the Persian army, what did he say? We are here to bring people out from worshipping each other to worshipping whom? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at this combination of how faith and the self of purification using la ilaha illallah produced a community that there's no difference between white or black, tall or short, heavy or skinny, whatever it is. All are equal under ish. Under Allah. If you understand, and I can give you example on every tenant of Islam, but if it was Salah or Siyam or Zakah and Hajj, you know, the time does not help us in that. So faith in the six articles of Iman, practices in the five pillars of Islam, which is a roadmap for your self-purification, produces a bond of producing a, a well-disciplined human being, who can act according to that which pleases Allah. And let me finish exactly with this statement, which what we hope we can establish from these classes. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim from Surah Al-Jumu'ah. Huwa al-lazhi ba'atha fil ummiyyina rasoolan minhum. It is Allah who sent to the people of the illiterate a messenger among them. Yatlu alayhim ayatihim. So one of the major job of the Prophet is to do what? To deliver the message. يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمْ يُعَلِّمُهُمْ Explain. يُزَكِّيهِمْ is what? That through his role model, sallallahu alayhi wa he helped them purify themselves. 
So if we want purification to spread in the community, we, the one who study, we, the one who practice, we have to be role models like the Prophet was role model through his character, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, established a symbol of people who look up to and follow his path, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we have to be on the same track that we have to be role models, examples for our families, for our neighbors, for the community out to look at us and say, I want to be like this person. This person is cool. This person is genuine. This person is ethically and morally stand. If you do that, then you are not just self-purifying yourself. You are spreading this good thing to be ish, something in the community at large.